Good morning, everyone. Today's reading is from Philippians chapter 3, verse 12, to chapter 4, verse 1. Not that I've already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forget, forgetting that what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature should, should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too good will make that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, and just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I have often told you before, and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Great. Thank you, Ratna. Do keep that passage open. If you don't have a Bible, there are some Bibles at the back of the church. Or maybe you have your phone, uh, which is always in your pocket. It's useful. But why don't we pray together? Again, Father, thank you for your words. Thank you that it is living and active. Uh, please, would you be at work in all our hearts. Please take my words. Uh, please make them your words in our hearts. And that uh, yeah, you would do your good pleasure in us. Uh, thank you that we can know Jesus. Would we see him today? In Jesus' name. Amen. Great. So, yeah. Well, I don't know. Christianity... I think it's the weirdest religion in the world. I don't know if you've spent much time with people uh, of other religions. Uh, here so all these uh, different symbols. But Christianity is unique. And maybe as a visitor you wonder why. Well, it's grace. The fact that, you know, we can go to heaven because of what Jesus has done. And most religions, you know, you need to do things. There's the five pillars of Islam. You need to improve your karma. Or hey, you need to do this and this and this to attain enlightenment. That's uh, what people think of with a religion. And then Christianity says, well, no, Jesus has done everything. Uh, he has lived a perfect life. And, and you are given that status, that perfect life, just by trusting in him. And everything you've done wrong, now Jesus died for that. He paid the price, the penalty on the cross, and you're forgiven. And that's it. You know, no laws to keep. No rules about you have to pray this many times a day. 
no points to reach a certain goal, wonderful news. It's great. Of course, we could never reach that goal, right? That's why this is such wonderful news. How can we ever be good enough for God? But that was last week, isn't it? Uh, this wonderful passage that the righteousness we have in Christ. Look again at verse 9. Huh? Uh, Paul wants to be found in him, in Christ. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. A righteousness, being right with God, being accepted by him. That is just by Christ. He gives it. It comes from God. And it's not by my own law-keeping, by my own hard work. But I find if I share that with religious people, they always ask, okay, then why be good? Why pray? Why live a holy life? Because you're already accepted, right? You've already got the ticket. You're already righteous. What's the point? It's, it's, a, it's a good question. I don't know if you've encountered that and how you would answer that. The New Testament asks that a few times. Romans 6, you know, shall we continue to sin because we're not under law but under grace? But it's, it's, a, it's a reasonable logic, though, isn't it? If you've done it already... Why, why, why do it? I, I don't know, silly example. Uh, when I was at university, uh, I studied electrical engineering and I, I had to take a course in electrical circuits. Uh, wasn't my favorite, but there were four tests. You have to pass three out of four. Well, I passed the first three. So what do you do with the fourth? Right? So, yeah, if you wanted to, you could just go in. Here's the paper, write down your student number and then hand it back in and go. And that's what I did, right? <laughs> well, why should I? <laughs> I've got three out of four already. That's what the pass mark, I've passed, I'm done. Uh, why would you? <laughs> I think you can understand that. And that is maybe how we think about the Christian life, you know? Jesus has done everything and we're accepted by God. Well, you know, what now? Can I just relax? Can I take it easy? I guess that's a misunderstanding that Paul wants to correct because straight after this he says, no, no, actually I want you to understand that we're not there yet. We're not there yet. And verse 12, look at that. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. Have three times. I, I haven't reached my goal yet. I, I haven't obtained it yet. I, I'm not there yet. And so I press on. I work hard. And I think the reason he says that is exactly because that is the, the misunderstanding we have, right? We have Jesus. We have everything. Do we now do nothing? Do we just sit around waiting? No, no, we're not there yet. I think what we have to understand, it's a basic thing, but it's so important. There's a difference between status and kind of practice, practical reality. You know, Christ has given us a status. It says here, verse 20, our citizenship is in heaven. You know, if you believe in Jesus, you're a citizen of heaven. That's where you belong. That's your, your, your legal right. That's what Jesus has given you, right? 
but there's also the practical reality. When people see you, do they see someone from heaven? Well, not quite yet. Eh? Verse 21, Jesus will come and he will transform our lowly bodies, or our sinful bodies, so that they will be like his glorious body. And there's a practical reality, kind of maybe our, our practical righteousness, our, our moral righteousness. Eh? In that sense, we're still sinful. My, my thoughts and words and deeds are not yet of heaven. A, a legal status doesn't yet change my life. I don't know, what, what a silly example. What makes you a Hong Konger? I mean, maybe you think, well, a Hong Kong resident. Right? If you're a Hong Kong resident, you, you belong to Hong Kong. And so, in that sense, I'm a Hong Konger, right? I've got my uh, ID card. I'm, I'm legally, I'm a Hong Kong resident. But if people see me, uh, am I a real Hong Konger? You know, uh, I, I can't even, I don't know how to fill in a dim sum menu. <laughs> my, my Cantonese is, is poor. Eh? Last week, I tried to order lunch, Ning Zhao. They gave me Ning Zha. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I found out yesterday those red envelopes from Chinese New Year. I thought they were called lychees. <laughs> it's it's lychee. Someone corrected me yesterday, you know? <laughs> I, 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 I'm not from here, right? <laughs> I'm re I, I live here. I'm a resident, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a Hong Konger. Eh? Status, but not practice. And Paul says, well, that's, that's me. I, I'm a citizen of heaven. I've got the ID card. I, I'm in Christ. But in practice, I'm still earthly. I, it's, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not there yet. I'm not like Christ in practice. But I want to be. Because, you know, God, God wants change. God doesn't just want the same old sinner with a new status. He wants us to well, shine like stars. He wants us to become like Christ, to, uh, to be different. He wants to make you everything you can be, fulfill all your potential as someone in his image, as someone in the image of Christ. As parents, you know, everyone, we want to make, help our children fulfill their potential, right? Their potential as someone who is a child of God, who is in the image of Christ. That's what we want. And so, yeah, we want, Paul wants to be more holy. He wants to be more other-centered. He wants to know Jesus more. He wants to live for him more. Because he wants to be in practice what he is in status. And that's the thing is he, he wants it. He wants to change. I mean, why didn't I study for electrical circuits? You know, I wanted to do telecoms. I wasn't interested. If I really loved electrical circuits, I would study. Even if I had already passed. Because I just wanted to know more about it. Yeah? The thing is, do we want to change? And the person who says, well, if I'm already saved, I don't have to be holy, <laughs> they, don't, they have no interest in holiness, right? They just want to go to heaven, and they're not interested in, you know, being like Jesus and, and living differently and being the person God wants them to be. It's about wanting your desires. And so, as a Christian, yeah, I, I want to grow. I want to work hard to become more like Jesus, become like him in his death, become like him in his love. That is what we want. And that is how Christians should think. And that is what Paul says, verse 15, all of us then who are mature 
should take such a view of things. That, that is how we should think. It's quite funny that he says those who are mature. I mean, when you hear mature, what do you think? Mature is that you've reached a certain standard. Paul says, if you're a mature Christian, you know you are immature. You're not there yet. That is what a Christian is, right? That's real maturity. That we're not there yet, and you know, if you disagree with me, uh, God will show you that I'm right, uh, Paul says. So yeah, how do you see yourself if you're here? I hope, as a, I hope you see yourself in Christ as a Christian, that first of all. I mean, if you're here as a visitor, <laughs> we talk about pressing on, but that's after you've trusted in Jesus. Yeah, I hope all of us here, we, we've come to Jesus, we found forgiveness and acceptance and get citizenship in, in heaven. And you're so joyful that you have that. Yeah, we rejoice in the Lord. But do you see yourself also as, as falling short? That, you know, you're not there yet. And that you want to be more than you are now. You want to be more like Christ. Yeah, or would you prefer to stay a sinner? I, I hope we want to grow. But what do we do then? Well, Paul says, we press on. Press on like him. Yeah, he keeps saying that, I press on. Verse 12 again. Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Yeah, I press on. Halfway in 13. One thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize. I, I press on. I, I, I run. I, I pursue. It's a kind of it's a race. I'm pursuing. Paul used to persecute Christians with all his zeal. And now I pursue Christ with all my zeal. I, I strain. This, yeah, you see the picture. This racer who wants to be the, the first at the finishing line. That, that's the image here. I run. Yeah, I, I don't stop. I, I keep running. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a runner. I'm not at all sporty. Uh, you know, when I run, I mean, it's maybe with my kids playing tag and for the show. Uh, I, I do it a bit, but it's, it's not real running. <laughs> Paul says, no, no, real running. For real. Keep going. Don't stop. Run ahead. Even though we are saved by grace. He makes it so clear. Look, even though it, 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 that's not what earns it. Eh? Verse 12 again. I take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. You know, Jesus has done it already. Jesus has got me. I'm, I'm reaching Jesus, but Jesus has already got me. Eh? It's not that I need to earn it. Eh? And uh, yeah, the prize God has called me to that. He's appointed me. Um, you have citizenship. You have it already, but... We press on, we run, we keep going. Uh, what does Paul mean with pressing on? Yeah, knowing Christ, being like him, seeking to grow, uh, reading, praying, fighting sin, loving people, serving, proclaiming the gospel, all the things that we've seen uh, in Philippians. He presses on, he keeps going. Now, when you hear that from Paul, you might think Paul is this crazy maniac. I, I guess you of, I often think like that. They're, they're super Christians and ordinary Christians, right? And Paul, yeah, he's super keen, and, and I'm just ordinary. God doesn't expect this of me. But, verse 17, Paul says, you know, join together in following my example, brothers and sisters. 
And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. Yeah? Um, be, like, uh, be, be like me and, and be like people who are like me, like Timothy and Epaphroditus, who we met a few weeks ago. Paul says, follow me. Now, I don't think that means doing exactly what Paul did. You know, Paul planted 20 churches. He wrote half the New Testament. I, I don't see us doing that. Now, what Paul means is a mindset, not a standard. A, a mindset. There's so much, you know, I, I think. This is how we should think. A mindset that I, I want to grow. I, I want to know more. Uh, not a standard. The, the thing is, we, we like lists. We like standards. And we, we like to be told, you know, a good Christian, they read their Bible every day and they pray twice a day. And, 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 and then we think, I can make it. And then when I've done that, I relax. Yeah, and I look at my week and I, I had a good talk with someone there and I helped someone on the street on Thursday and I'm okay. But, but Paul says, I'm not there yet. You know, Paul, who, who met Jesus on the road to Damascus, who is an official apostle, yeah, who planted at least 20 churches, and he's now in prison for the gospel, and he's told the gospel to every single prison guard. Surely he has done enough, right? If anyone could say, well, I'm a good enough Christian, it's Paul. But he says, no, I'm not there yet. There's always more. And so he presses on. Because the real standard is Jesus, right? <laughs> when you're like Jesus, when you're sinless, then you can stop. <laughs> but, you know, we press on. And so Paul, he doesn't look at his achievements. He says, verse 13, this one thing I do, I forget what lies behind. I, I don't look at all the other things that I've done. I just, right now, I want to press on now. Now, what, what can I do now? I guess some of us are tempted to look back at our past successes, you know? How am I doing as a Christian? You know, well, when I was a student, I was really keen. I did a lot of evangelism then, and I did a lot of meetings. And, and, and so I'm, yeah, I, I've done my thing. Or before I had children, I was on all these teams in the church. But, but Paul doesn't think like that. We shouldn't think like that, you know? Let's take thinking of a standard. It's a mindset. Can you grow now? What can you do now, today, to, yeah, to live for Christ? Others of us, we, we, we look at our past failures. You know, uh, you look back and, oh man, I'm such a useless Christian. And this whole week I've, I've never read the Bible and I, I really struggle to pray and I'm useless. And Paul says, you know, forget what lies behind. Hey, okay, you didn't pray all week. Can you pray today? What can you do today? Don't, don't worry about the past. Jesus died for everything you did wrong. You know, what can you do now? How can you read the Bible now? Is there something you can do now? Just, you know, don't look back. Press on. There, there's no standard. It's just a mindset that, you know, I want to keep going. You know, people are different. A newborn baby needs to grow, a teenager needs to grow, but in very different ways. You know, one person is single, one person has marri is married and has kids. One person has a very demanding job, the other has loads of time. One person is a very young Christian, the other a very mature Christian. 
you know, pressing on looks different for each of us. Maybe you're a young Christian, and for you to read one of those big Old Testament books, it's a big step. <laughs> you've never done that before. Others of us, you've read the Bible 15 times cover to cover. But what is it for you? How can you grow? Well, what can you do? Are there sins that you can fight? I'm sure there must be a sin somewhere. Now, can you seek to know Jesus more? Can you, can you find time to pray? What can you do now? That, that's it. You know, is that what you want? Well, look today. After the service, chat to people, ask each other, you know, well, what can you do today? And don't worry about yesterday. Don't worry about the past year. What can you do now? Let's press on. Yeah, it's, it's that simple. I hope we want to. We want to shine like stars. We want to be the church God wants us to be, the people God wants us to be. Don't look back. Press on. I hope we want to. Although Paul also adds that there's some more reason for doing that. And one is, uh, well, you also need to watch out. That's... Uh, Maybe comes out of nothing, but actually it fits in. He says, watch out for fakes. Because in verse 17, yeah, he ends, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. But, verse 18, or 4, as I've often told you before, and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. Now, we don't know the details of all these people, but he says, you know, there are some people who live differently. Uh, they live as enemies of the cross, living as in their, their walk, their, their daily normal life, their daily behavior. It's opposed to the cross. How do they live? Well, their God is their stomach. It's like their, their stomach, their, their appetites just makes all their decisions. Uh, they glory in their shame. You know, they have a shameful life. They're proud of it. Those people. Uh, Paul said, yeah, their mind is set on earthly things. That's what they think about, right? Their mindset, this world. And that's the opposite of Christians, right? Our citizenship is in heaven. That is, that is our mindset. But these are focused on the earth. And, and, and they're not Christians. It says their destiny is... Uh, destruction, verse 19. And then they don't seem to be going to heaven. But I think they are Christian. They say they are Christians. Otherwise, Paul wouldn't have to warn them. I mean, the Philippians know that there's people who don't believe and who live differently. That doesn't make them enemies of the cross. But uh, someone who says they're a Christian, but in their life they basically say, you know, sin doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, that's someone to warn you about. It's a fake. And I think it makes sense that it's here because that is what we started with, right? It's in pressing on. A bit like my test. I didn't have to do it because Jesus died. I think that is what these people are thinking. You know, if Jesus has done everything already, I can sin what I want. It doesn't matter how I live at all. And so that is how they live. I mean, if you think of the race again, if you've already won a race, why run? And Paul is there running, and the Philippians, they're taking a bit, a bit slower, and Paul says, come on, guys, let's run. These guys, well, I've already won, 
so they're just sitting, drinking tea on the side. They've quit the race because they have won already, they think. And, and that's, the, that's the problem, right? They think sin doesn't matter. And the thing is, I think that's tempting. You know, you're, you're a Christian and you're trying to press on and you're trying to pray and you're trying to fight sin and you're trying to live for Christ. And then there's this other guy in your office and he says he's a Christian, but you know, he's pretty dishonest in his business dealings. And uh, you know, he just, his, his whole aim in life is just to get rich. Uh, there, there's really nothing in his life that would look any, looks any way Christian. You know, um, and it's tempting, you know, that sounds like a nice life. Nicer than running and pressing on. And Paul says, no, no, no. No, that, that, that's a fake. <laughs> there must be something in, in your life. Christians, they do run. Uh, yes, we're saved by grace, but when grace comes into your life, it changes you. Christians do have their minds set on heaven. I think uh, maybe if you're worried about this, you know, I'm, I'm walking well very slowly. I'm really not pressing on. Uh, am I off the track or on the track? Yeah, it's not about a standard. It's about a mindset. You know, what do you really want deep inside? Do you want to be like Jesus? Do you want to know him even though you've failed all week, even though you've struggled all week? That's okay. If you, do you want to? There are some people who they just don't want to. They don't care about Jesus. They, they, go to, uh, you know, they go to church, they're glad to go to heaven, but they have no desire at all for holiness or whatever. Uh, then there is a difference there. And then the best reason, you know, the, 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 the best advice Paul has is just keep running. You know, follow me. Run with me and, and don't, you know, don't, don't stand still and, <laughs> be, and follow them. Follow me. But in the end, I hope you just don't want this, right? What would you like to be? Do you want to be like Christ? Or do you want to have your stomach as your God? Do you want to glory in your shame? You know, I hope when you've, as we've read Philippians, you want to shine like a star. You don't want this. We are citizens of heaven. You see Paul and you think he's a hero. Can we be more like him? Because he's more like Jesus. Well, let's press on then. Uh, we, we will have it one day. It's certain. One day you will be like Jesus. One day he will come and he'll transform you. Uh, you want that, don't you? Uh, we want to be who we can be. So just let's press on. This week, you know, doesn't matter about last week. Let's see what we can do. Let's press on. Let's live for Christ. Why don't we finish as we focus on heaven. Uh, the music team will come up and we're going to sing this beautiful song about what it's going to be like when uh, Jesus comes. But in the meantime, yeah, why don't we just uh, yeah, take 20 seconds to reflect.